You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Coming up on this episode of the Kingdom Bringer Podcast. Here I go right You're now. You're justifying. I've it. already yeah, yeah, dug yeah, yeah. myself a hole. <laughs> I'm a bad Christian, so I have to like, yeah. toss me a rope, please. Toss yeah, me yeah, a rope yeah. and get me out of here. And so those cells actually contain the blueprint of the butterfly, but they don't really do anything until that caterpillar spins its chrysalis and gets in there and begins to melt. Man, I just don't think I'll ever get over this. I might just struggle with this my entire life. That's not victory language. That's defeatist language. That's unbelief. That's lack of faith. going on everyone welcome back to the kingdom bringer podcast on this episode i have an awesome conversation with a good friend jason villanueva of the salty dogs podcast he's also a leader at the source wichita in wichita kansas and this is a quick little history of how we became friends he reached out to me one time through a uh, podcast, uh, Christian Podcasters Association on Facebook and said, Hey man, I'm a podcaster. I'm from Wichita. I saw that you're from Dodge City. What's up? And we kind of struck up this internet relationship, this social media relationship, had a couple phone calls. And he then reached out to me one time and said, Hey man, do you want any help on your website? That was kind of him saying, Hey man, your website sucks. <laughs> and it did at the time for sure. And he offered some free services. He basically built uh, kingdombringer.com as is right now and has just been very influential in podcasting for me. He's been a great source for uh, knowledge and wisdom. And we have bonded well over the last couple months and we are going to be starting up a company together. We kind of break that news over the, over this episode. And we talk about a really cool word that he received from the Lord in regards to uh, kind of hibernation, kind of a caterpillar to butterfly analogy, but it speaks well to where I'm at right now, the season that I'm in. And he, he kind of encouraged me over the phone the other day. And we talk about that conversation. We talk about dreaming with the Lord a little bit, but he is an amazing spirit filled friend. And we just have a conversation today. So this is a great, a great conversation. I think that is meant to encourage you in the season that you're in, encourage you in that maybe you're a person who feels like you're in the wilderness. You feel like you're in isolation. We are here to say today that the Lord is there with you in that and look for him. He's in there. He's speaking to you. This is meant to be an, an encouragement episode for you for sure. And this episode's brought to you by Jason Villanueva's website, podcast gear for beginners. If you want to start a podcast, do two things. One, call me up, 
reach out to me, email me at darren at kingdombringer.com. And I'd love to help you get started. I'd love to champion you and launch you well. And then also check out podcast gear for beginners on there. You can find all the information on all the gear that you will need for whatever your budget is, whatever you're going for in your podcast, the gear is there. Check it out. That would be awesome. Don't forget to check out kingdombringer.com, that website that Jason Villanueva built for me. It houses all the blogs, all the episodes. You can share that with your friends and just reach out to me. Say hi. I'd love to say hi back. I'd love to encourage you and spur you on. Let's jump right into this conversation that I had with Jason Villanueva. This is Embracing the Chaos. Here it is. Let's do this. Be blessed. So I'm good. Let's do this. Let's do this. Are you ready? Let's make it happen, bro. Let's go. Okay. So we've had some awesome conversations the last, I think, the last couple of weeks. At least it was for me. Maybe you have these on a rig. I don't know. But... On the reg, for sure. On the reg, yeah. You just, you just miss out. If you talk to me on the reg, you'd get it more so, on the reg. If I answer my phone? No. That's right, yeah. So I've got a couple friends. I've got like two friends that I can have amazing conversations with that I just feel are gold like every time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. And I feel like you're, you're one of those for sure that we're able to, I don't know. Again, I'm, I valued these conversations and I'm, this, I kind of feel like this is a coming out party for me, to be honest, a little bit. Whoop, whoop. Like, well, hey, this, I mean, <laughs> when people listen to this, it, it won't be that day, but today's Rosh Hashanah, which is the Hebrew New Year. Hey there, look at this. So you're just, the Lord's got you on his calendar, bro. It's good. He, he, That'll preach. That's good. I like it. There's something on that because I am in, I am in this new season. I haven't really talked about it a whole lot on the podcast. I've kind of tiptoed around it and I've hee-hawed around, you know, leaving church ministry and all that, but I really am in this new, so I'm going to preface this whole thing that kind of leads into this conversation that you and I had, and I'm going to try to explain to the best of my ability, the feelings that I'm, that I was having, the place that I was in, and it's one of those places that I could not have you ever tried to explain things and you just get deeper and deeper and have to like justify and explain your way out of like the mess that you're making by explaining it? So like, <laughs> yep. Yep. So the yep. big, here's the biggest thing. I am more free than I've ever been in my whole life. Like I feel so free right now, like so much freedom. And I love that, you know, the Bible says that Jesus like, he gave us freedom for freedom's sake. <laughs> like yeah, we're, we're yeah. free for freedom. <laughs> and it's like, what's, right. what's yeah, that mean? Yeah, yeah. But I'm experiencing yeah. that. And as I explain this to people, there's, there, there's some things that are going on. Okay. So like, I feel really, really free, but I'm struggling with getting in the word. Like, okay. Biblically, like reading scripture. I'm struggling with, church. I'm struggling with a lot of the things that I've been involved in my whole life in regards to church, like 
worship music and reading the Bible and carving out the quiet time. Yeah. It's Christian activity. Christian activity. I'm struggling with maintaining that in my life right now. So I feel free, but there's still something in me that's like, man, you should be doing this. Like, Hmm. even if you're free, these are things that should be a part of your everyday activity or your everyday life. And it's not just because do I love the Bible? Yes. Do I have a passion for it? Yes. <laughs> right. See, this is what I'm talking about. So here you go. Here I go right now. You're justifying. I've yeah, already yeah, dug yeah, myself <laughs> a hole. I'm a bad Christian. So I have to like, yeah. toss me a rope, please. Toss yeah, me yeah, a rope yeah. and get me out of here. Yeah. So yeah. this is like the place that I'm in, but it's in the past. So I've been in these isolated places or what I would call the wilderness, like many times in my life. And they've, they've been miserable. Like they've been suffering and like there were some times that it was actually valid. I think the Lord was trying to teach me something in those places, but many times it was just butt hurt, church hurt stuff. Yeah. Where I'm sure. A, and I'm miserable in that place and I want out of that place really bad. So I, I feel like I'm in the wilderness, but I am so free and I feel great. <laughs> and so yeah, yeah. part of the, the weirdness is like, why do I feel so great when I'm not doing these activities that I think I should have done my whole life, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that leads into this thing because we, had, we, we were talking on the phone and I kind of mentioned to you, I think I used the words, I'm in a, I'm in a rough spot. Mm-hmm. And again, I felt like I needed to justify that. By rough spot, I don't mean I'm miserable. I'm actually really great. Yeah. But this, and you began to unpack this amazing, like <laughs> word that carved it was you carved it out for Darren Eubanks, and yeah, it, yeah. it absolutely set me free from that emotional oh, state that I was in. And so, so I, good, I want to talk about that because okay, it's a beautiful thing. You shared with me a couple weeks ago, kind of the start of this vision that you had. Um, I want to open the door a little bit for you to kind of explain that catap- or the uh, butterfly yeah. thing that the Lord's led you through. Sure. So it's, I don't know, I don't know if you call it cliche, but you've, you've heard the story about the transformation of the caterpillar into the butterfly. And it's kind of like this, the, the go-to story yeah. and symbol of butterfly. transformation. Yeah. That kind of thing. And spread your wings and fly. Yeah. And so, um, no, the, the story goes, I was, I was out of town. I was in Bend, Oregon. I love the mountains. I love trees, rivers, rocks, all that stuff. And, um, anyways, I was out of town and, uh, I just, man, I, I started struggling with some things I've struggled with my entire life. And, and, uh, man, I just got mad. <laughs> I started crying out to the Lord and I'm like, God, what do you want for me? You know? And, and, uh, he said, I want, I want purity for you. And I was like, and I want that too, Lord. (laughs) So, so what do I I do? And you know, he, uh, the first thing I heard, um, yeah. And yes, I, we can go off on this or or not, but I believe that I hear from the Lord, right? Like, yeah. Paul three times, you know, take the thorn. And the Lord said to me, my grace is sufficient. I feel like I had that moment. I'm like, I hate this. And, uh, and he said, uh, delete all your personal social media accounts. And I was like, Whoa. 
And so I battled it out with him for a little while, kind of Moses at the burning bush style. And, um, eventually I was like, all right, that sounds good. So I get back into town and, um, well, actually let me back up. Yeah. So I'm there and, and, and so I'm, the Lord's speaking this to me. And basically what he, what he said to me was, I, I need some time to silence, silence some outside voices and silence some outside influences. And I was like, okay. And then he told me, I'm, I'm putting you in a cocoon. And so if we want to use the symbolism of the, the butterfly and the, um, the caterpillar, it's called a chrysalis. So we'll just use that yeah. term moving forward. Yeah. So he basically said, I'm, I'm putting you in a chrysalis. I'm protecting you. Um, and this is the place where you will essentially uh, die to your old form and take on a completely new entity, right? So talking about Kainos creation, it's a creation that has never existed before. Um, and it's this idea of metamorphosis. So in the scriptures where it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that word transformed is actually uh, metamorpho. Yeah. And it is the same word used of Jesus when he was transfigured on the mountain. So if we were to actually translate the things, things the way they should be translated, it would be, um, be transfigured yeah. by the renewing of your mind, which means you literally take on a new form and a new look simply by changing the way you think. Right. Yeah. 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 But the, but I believe the Lord leads us in that the yeah, Lord does right. that. Right. So he's the one that leads us in all this. So, um, anyways, that's kind of the idea. And the Lord was showing me about the caterpillar and how it's a, it's a grounded being that it can only crawl along the earth, climb mm. up, plants get it's, out on yeah. leaves it's limited so right it's limited yeah. it's limited to ground living yeah and so a caterpillar could actually spend its entire life climbing a redwood tree <laughs> and ascending to the highest heights based on its caterpillar form yeah but if it were to go into the chrysalis and allow itself to completely die into mush and we'll talk more about this yeah and then take on the blueprint of the butterfly that already existed in it, then it would emerge from the chrysalis in a form that it would allow it to ascend higher than it ever ascended with as little effort as it has ever efforted to ascend. Yeah. And so it's this idea of living by the flesh and living by the spirit. Yeah. And so that's kind of the, was the first thing the Lord started to show me. Yeah. And so I want to take you higher. And I'll, and I'll be honest, when you first shared that with me, I, I felt the way that I've always felt about butterfly stories. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> that's cute. And I can't wait for you to be a beautiful butterfly, Jason. I'm so oh thankful gosh. that you had that experience with the Lord. Thank you for sharing uh -huh. that with me. Just kidding. So <laughs> you told me that a few weeks ago. Yeah. I began to do, to do my roundabout ring around the rosy explanation of my current circumstance and what I'm going through. And it's much different than what you've ever gone through, Jason. So oh butterfly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah we're yeah. talking about it. And I, the biggest hang up for me is why don't I want to do the things that I should be doing? Why don't yep. I want? And it's, it's kind of funny because it's not unlike what you were crying out to the Lord for, right? Why, 
do I do the things that I don't want to be doing? <laughs> don't want to do, yeah. I was like, why am I not wanting to do the things that I know I should be doing or think yeah, yeah. that I should be doing? Think that you should yeah. be doing, yeah. So we're kind of on that same but different place for sure. Mm-hmm. And you began to tell me this story again about the butterfly. Yeah. And I was like... And I kind of got... And I was kind of like... new... But I was kind of like, bro, first of all, you've already told me this story. Uh. <laughs> Second of all, how does how does this word that you receive from the Lord apply to me at all? Uh huh. And then you began to explain to me. I think the most profound part of this was the breaking down moment of this caterpillar and what that looks like and what that yeah. is. Sure. And I want you to kind of explain okay. that. Explain the process sure. yeah. of this thing. Okay. Well, so so let me back up then because this is yes. where yeah. um, I, I think this is where I kind of jumped in. And Genesis 1-2 is where you kind of started off too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. So I, I think the word that hit my mind that kind of started that whole tirade <laughs> was the word mixture. Yeah. And, yes. you know, your, your entire life you existed in a uh, ministry, church, paid position, you know, Western evangelical Protestant, whatever, yeah. like just in that church world in that culture. And so now that the Lord has you in this wilderness and you're experiencing a freedom and you're kind of feeling bad for it, <laughs> it's because the old ways are telling you that this new way is off. Yeah. And so you're bringing some of that old mentality into this new place of freedom and that mixture doesn't work. Yeah. Um, there's that scripture, you know, that one in Matthew five, where Jesus says, blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. Yeah. And so we see him when we don't have a mixed view of him, which I then went on to say is the view that you've gained from the church and man Mm -hmm. versus the view that he gives you. Yeah. So when the Lord reveals himself to you, he gives you a proper pure view. When man reveals God to you, it's, it's by man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that can, you know, yeah, that can go different ways. But so then I said, okay, let's take it back to the garden. Here's what happened. So you have, um, Adam and Eve in the garden and, uh, Adam is given the command by Yahweh. Do not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, because if you do, you will surely die. And then next chapter, and then the Lord put Adam into a deep sleep and from his side, he formed a woman. Yeah. So when God gave the command, Eve wasn't around. It was just to Adam. Yeah. So my speculation is that Adam then had to be the one to give Eve the command. Hmm. So Eve's in the garden, serpent shows up, says, you know, Hey, did God really say? And so when she reiterates the command that she had been given, she says, yes, he said <laughs> that if we eat of it or if we touch it or even touch it, yep, then we'll surely die. So I think we have our first instance of mixture mm. or religion, which is man-made God's stuff. word yep. plus man's interpretation Wow. Right. So, I mean, it, yeah. it's, it's tough. Yeah. And this is what happened with the Talmud. I think we talked about that. The rabbis got a hold of the law 
And they said, let's go sit down and let's figure out what this actually means. So then they have the actual law that was given to Moses from the mountain, from the mouth of God, passed on to the people. And they said, well, let's figure out what this means. So then now they have the law and the Talmud. So they have God's word and what they think it actually means. Yeah. Which again is a mixture. Yeah. And so we know that uh, Jesus kind of rebuked the Pharisees. He said, what you're teaching is just traditions made by men. Yep. I think Adam was the first culprit. Mm. You know, interestingly, we think that the first sin was like eating of the, of the, the tree. Right. But I think Adam set Eve up for failure by adding law to it. Wow. So anyways, yeah. so you've got God's word and you've got man's idea of what that means. And so now you've got a mixture. So I was talking about sourcing, right? We're yes. only to source from one place, right? Yeah. Don't source from the tree for your knowledge of good and evil source for me, I'm the creator of all things. And so Jesus then reiterates that in John 16, he says, and then the spirit's going to come and he will lead you and guide you into all truth, all truth, yeah. all truth. every truth that we are to experience and gain in this life as we walk with the Lord will be revealed to us by the spirit of God. It is not man's job to reveal truth to us. Yes. Man can preach truth. He can help us understand some, some truth, like, you know, ask questions, help us dive deeper into it. Remind but ultimately, us. Yeah. Ultimately the spirit of God is our source mm. for all things. And so if he's the primary source, well then we get it pure and we don't get it mixed because it doesn't, you know, so, um, Jesus says that he'll lead you and guide you into all truth and he will only speak what he hears. Mm. So he is gaining from the source and then giving that to us. And then Jesus goes on to say, call no man, father, no man, instructor, and no man, teacher for you have one teacher, one father, and one instructor and wow. he's in heaven. Yeah. So Jesus is going back to this idea of, of a singular source. Yes. So there's this idea of mixture then, right? So all yep. your life, all my life, I've sat under teachings. I've been to the conferences. I, I've listened to the prophets and the evangelists yep. and the teachers and, yep. and all that stuff. And I've tried to gain all this knowledge, all this knowledge. And what the Lord told me when he was putting me in the chrysalis is that he was silencing outside voices. So what was he saying to me? I'm going to be your primary source wow. for truth. So good, right? Yeah. So, when I was talking to you about this, I recognized like, Hey man, that I think that's what's happening is you're moving into this place of freedom, but you're trying to, you're, you're bringing like Egypt mentality. Yes. You know? Yeah. So are you saying, are you saying that it's Egypt mentality to read the Bible? No. Okay. That's not what I'm saying. Because that's what I'm struggling with. I yeah. think, go ahead. We'll get we'll get into that. Okay, we'll get into yeah, that. Sure. I so let me off. let me yeah. get to the I'll get to the good part about the chrysalis. So the most recent understanding that the Lord led me to the other night I'm laying in bed and I, I tried to press in a couple times. I was on the road coming back from uh from Houston, grew up in Houston, on the road coming back. I'm pressing in about some stuff. The Lord starts showing me some things about business. Um we stop for lunch, get back in, and I'm driving, I'm like, okay, Lord. Like, I want to focus on this purity thing. Like, let's talk about this, this cocoon. Let's talk about this transformation. All of a sudden my transmission breaks down. <laughs> and so that whole thing is like, you know, 
twisted sideways. So just the other night I finally get in bed and I'm laying down. I'm like, all right, Lord, I need to know what's next. You've, you've talked to me about this, this transformation process. I've gotten off of social media, you know, what is next? And it was interesting because he then began to say to me, you're not even in the cocoon yet (laughs) because I think you need to understand what's taking place when you're inside of that, that chrysalis. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, let me, let me do a little bit more research. Right. So Proverbs, it says, consider the ant and its ways. Yeah. So there was a, a wisdom and a truth that came from considering the ant. Yeah. And that process is not written out in scripture. I mean about the ant, but then it says you can look at creation and all of creation you know, sings God's glory and and he's been manifested, you know, his glory and his power through all those things. It's good. And so then somebody has done the job of considering the caterpillar Wow. and has written about the process of its metamorphosis going into the chrysalis. So then science gets a hold of it and puts some big terms to it. I'm going to try not to use those terms, (laughs) but I look it up and I'm like, what's going on in the cocoon? And what I realized is one that the caterpillar actually melts into just a big glob of, of gook. I don't even know what to call it. Yeah. But just like it's in it's, it's previous form completely melts into cells. When I Googled it, it said liquid soupy substance, liquid soupy (laughs) substance. So just imagine that. Yeah. And so the caterpillar in its grounded form, it's first form, um, it actually has these cells that are a part of it already that essentially, essentially lie dormant Yeah, and they're called imaginal cells. Like imagine yeah. possibility. What can I become? Yeah. What is the potential here? And so those cells actually contain the blueprint of the butterfly, but they don't really do anything until that caterpillar spins its chrysalis mm. and gets in there and begins to melt away every cell or every cell that it was previously its its skin its legs its its head its little antenna i mean it's green i mean it just all of it begins to melt into this soupy substance and then all of a sudden these imaginal cells that have the dna of the butterfly begin to recruit the liquidy cells of the previous form to imprint that blueprint upon it to turn it into what it is really supposed to be. And so I started thinking about this idea of man, this is what the Lord's doing to me. He's taking all of my previous form, everything that I thought I knew, hmm. all the doctrines that I learned, everything that I thought I knew about him, yeah. theology, Christian ways, church growth strategy, language, (laughs) language, my identity. I used to be a church planner, lead pastor. Yeah. And all of that has begun to melt away. And so the Lord was saying, look, this is what's going to happen. You have to allow every old part of you to die in order to take on the blueprint, the DNA of who I'm going to make you become. And so I can't, you, I can't, think that I'm going to bring any old me into this place. Yeah. Now, when you look at this idea of the, the caterpillar and the, in the chrysalis, 
yeah, some of the old cells that used to be a leg, well, it completely loses its identity as a leg yeah. to then now maybe become part of a wing. Yeah. And so there's this idea that my old self completely loses its identity, who I thought I was. Good. You know, I mean, we, how much work have we done throughout our life to try and take on a certain identity and present a certain person? We have worked so hard, right? Yeah. Like I wanted to be the best darn caterpillar I could be. Yeah. And I might have been the biggest, strongest caterpillar in the garden. Yeah. But all of that still turns into gobbledygook mm. <laughs> so that it can take on that new DNA. So there's that idea that all of the old me has to die to take on all of who the Lord desires for me to be. So what's happening is he is essentially getting rid of the mixture for a new form of purity. Yeah. And so when he said to me, and I'm a man, so this is how I think when yeah. I'm like, God, I you know, what do you want from me? He says, purity. I think to me like, Oh my gosh, I'm finally going to find freedom from lust. Yeah. But that's not what it's about. It's interesting when we cry out to the Lord and we say, change me, Lord, but then we usually have a certain thing in mind. Right. <laughs> God's going to change the entire being. So good. It's almost like me praying, turn this caterpillar leg into a butterfly wing, and then I'm just a mess. Yeah. And so one of the things I talked about, you think wow. about that. Imagine if it was like half caterpillar, half butterfly, it would look like a monster because yeah. we talked about this idea of, Frankenstein Christianity. We have taken from multiple sources over years and years and years of learning and trying to gain understanding about who the Lord is and learn scripture and learn a new doctrine and have the proper theology and do the right things, right? Like yeah. still trying to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Evil. I want to do what's good. Yeah. I don't want to do what's evil. It's all law. It's the wrong tree. It's the wrong place of source. Yeah. And so, um, I began to just explain this to you and say, man, the Lord wants to melt all that away. Mm. And he just wants to bring out that new you. And he wants to get rid of that mixture so that he is your only source. He is your only father, your only instructor, your only teacher. And you become exactly who he has blueprinted for you to be. So good, man. It's so good. And this is where I want to go with the Bible part, because that's a big part. That's a big part of this for me. A big part of the, we'll talk about the confusion and the emptiness and the, 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 oh, the chaos and void. The I didn't void. even get there. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Okay, great. So when it comes to the Bible, when it comes to those, those things or those activities that we believe are so vital and so important to this kingdom walk or this relationship with God. And I am not I am not putting down any of those activities, but I think they can be worthless activities if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. And so for me, if the Lord is really has me in this chrysalis stage where he's melting things away mm -hmm. and I'm still trying to even read the word the way that I yeah. used to read the word. Yeah. At like, yeah. I think he's okay with that activity being put to the side until this process is done because I really believe what he wants me to do is be able to read the word as the butterfly. You know what I mean? Yeah. With that yeah. butterfly mentality, like ready yeah. to soar and not ready to 
grovel and crawl. We've talked about that before too. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and we, like you said, we can spend our whole life crawling if we want, but if yeah. if if it's actually inside of us to soar mm-hmm. and, and to to show off, you know, to to yeah, be yeah. everything that well, that he's yeah. called us to be, then yeah. that stage has to happen. Like that in between stage has to take place. Kind of yeah. like that, you know, uh, on the tombstone, you know, that date, mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that, that line in, in the middle there is that melting, that melting yeah. phase, I think right now. So, let, yeah. let, so let, let's talk about the chaos of that process. Right. right. So I was, uh, yeah, this is a good segue for it. So if you consider that chrysalis stage where it's the soupy goo, yeah, it, it's a mess. There's no form. And without form, there's no function. Mm. Without function, there's no purpose. Yes. And so the Lord, as he will make some things for noble purposes, as as Paul talked about. So you've got a lump of clay. It's formless. Mm. Without form, it has no function. Without no function, it has no purpose. You begin to form that lump of clay into a cup. Well, then you've just formed a cup that can be filled and then its function is to hold a, a drink um, and it can be filled with water. And then its function is to um, quench somebody's thirst. Yeah. Right. So it's all part of the process. That's, yeah. that's what that is. And so this is what the Lord does is he, since the very beginning has been forming and filling things. Yeah. I love that because it's like, wow, it's, it's exactly, it's, it's very true. So <laughs> in the beginning, God, Yahweh created the heavens and the earth. And then it says that the Ruach Elohim or the spirit, the breath, the wind of God yes. was hovering over the face of the deep. And then the tree of life version, it said it was chaos and void. Yes. Or it means we read it as empty and void. Yeah. And so. Here's Yahweh in the very beginning hovering over something that was chaotic, which it means it had no form. Yeah. And it was empty, which means it mm. had no purpose. It hadn't been filled. Right. So there's this idea that he then speaks life and light. He says, let there be. And so the breath of God goes forth and it begins to separate Yes. Right. So it separates light from darkness. It creates light. So he does this thing called separating, which for us, the ecclesia, we're set apart. We're holy. We are called out from and into like there's that whole idea, um, a holy nation, a royal priesthood, separate, separated for a purpose. Mm. And so then um, he forms the earth and then he fills it. Right. Yeah. So then we've got man and um, animals that fill this earth. And so then he goes a step further, right? With man, he reaches down into the dirt and with his own hands, he forms man. So he takes a formless thing, he gives it form and then he fills it with his breath. He breathes into it and gives it life and it becomes a human being. So there we've got an idea of body, soul and spirit. So this formless thing formed and then filled. And so I was thinking about that word chaos. And so that word chaos also means confusion. You, you looked yeah. into some of that, but what's happening is the Lord is looking at something that is chaotic, chaotic, which means to me, what's, what's the opposite of chaos order. order. Yeah. 
So Jesus taught us to pray your will on earth as it is in heaven. The Mm. father has a will. And so when the Lord looked out on the chaos, he had a will for it. And so then he brings his will forth and then gives it that purpose and function. And so that's what he does for us. So you look at the chrysalis and this soupy substance, which is this chaotic cell craziness that is lacking a purpose is lacking God's order. But the chaos is the prerequisite for God's order and for God's filling. And so the statement that hit me the other day was this. I am the chaos Hmm. and the void, which the Lord forms and fills. That's so good. And so you think about that and it's just like, wow, how amazing is that? That I tried to build myself my entire life, even as a Christian saying, I believe in Jesus. I'm still trying to build myself. I am still, I am still trying to craft a pure Jason by my works through abstinence and through action. It's good. Right. I'm going to stop doing these things. I'm going to start doing these things. I'm going to work my way into purity, except if I was created in Christ Jesus before the foundation of the earth to do good works, then the blueprint of Christ is in me. And if anyone would come after me, it was take up his cross, die, come after me. So yeah. that old form that's trying to work for, to attain purity has to die so that the DNA of purity in me can be birthed forth. So it's already in me. I just have to allow all of those works and all of that, that, hoping, desiring, acting, abstaining, that's going to bring about purity in my life. I have to just let that die. And so as I die and the Lord sends his spirit, you know, uses his spirit to resurrect me, that's an, that is an effortless bringing forth of life. Yeah. And then I just exist in it. Right. And so I ascend effortlessly like a butterfly yeah. versus trying to work and crawl around like a caterpillar. It's, so it's good. really interesting. It's so good. And that in that in, in that research that I was doing about that, the the words tohu and bohu yeah. are are in that uh in that Genesis verse. And that simply means confusion and emptiness. And for me the the main word there was confusion, which confusion, confusion chaos. Yeah. Because it was confusing yeah. to me. Like it was very confusing as to why I felt free from doing these good things. I felt free from do, mm. doing really what I would consider my whole life, these holy things, these righteous things. Yeah. Yeah. Like reading the Bible and watching sermons and, you know, yeah. doing these things that I've always done just haven't been appealing. And in the past, and this is where I might be crossing the line of, of, being out of my element a little bit in regards to proper teaching. But (laughs) in my past, I would have suggested that the answer for that is to just dig in. Just when you don't feel like reading the word, you open it up and you read the word and you find the spot, you know? Yeah. I've heard it called like mining for gold. You just keep chipping and chipping and chipping. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I am so out of that place right now. Mm-hmm. I have zero desire to chip away and 
the beautiful part that we kind of kind of overlooked a little bit was in that chaos, in that formless dark place, yeah. the spirit was hovering. Yes, so good. The spirit was hovering over that place. Yeah. And yeah. that's where I can feel right now like I'm closer to the Lord than I've ever mm. been. That I'm my relationship with the spirit is at an all-time high seriously and I'm not desiring some of those religious activities that I've always desired. Yeah. Yeah. So do I want to get into a place where I can read the word and learn and hear God's voice in the, in in the scripture again? Absolutely. Yeah. But guess what I'm doing right now? Like I'm in this place where things are being melted away. Like Mm. I'm becoming goo and the spirit is literally hovering over that place. That's so and good. I don't be- I believe that he's not it says that he's going to lead into all truth. Uh-huh. It says that he's going to speak, right? Yeah. He's yeah. going to say yeah. what he hears the father saying. Yes. So I don't believe that he's silent. I believe that he's hovering over me and he's actually speaking. And Yes. And same scripture. Yeah. Same verse. And he will show you things to come. Yes. God, God will give you vision for where you're going. And here's the transition. Yes, that is it. That I was knew beautiful. It. So here's the, our, this was actually a conversation we had pre, prior to this, mm-hmm. but this, this, this conversation that we've been talking about right here is what really just set it all free for me because what I'm going through right now as a melted, melting away goo... <laughs> That the spirit's hovering over, speaking into me things of the future. Yeah. I consider this, I'm like in this chrysalis and I'm dreaming with the spirit. Okay. Mm. I've always called myself a dreamer. I've always believed in dreaming with the Lord. You gave me a t-shirt. Yeah. I had the shirt and everything. I was a dreamer and I had the shirt. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you posed a question a few days ago to me, the difference between, so quickly, quickly tell us that, can we like make, can we talk about us starting a business together? I think we can, can't Let's we? Let's do it, bro. So Let's do it. We're coming out of the closet with this too. So I'm coming we've out. been, we've been wanting to start a company. Okay. And we've talked about it. We've been dreaming about it. A lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's one of those things that it's easy to think it's not really going anywhere, I think, sometimes. Yeah. And you question whether or not this is of the Lord, right? Because if it was of the Lord, sure. it'd be happening, ah, right? Because God makes yeah, things happen. Yeah. And so you, you tell me real quick where that dreaming and fantasy thing came from for you. Yeah. Um, well, again, it's one of those things where you were driving. <laughs> well, I'm driving. No, I'm I'm pressing into the Lord. So, and when I say that, I just mean I'm I'm just focusing my heart, my mind there, right? Um, focus your um, heart um, on things above, where yeah. Christ is seen in the heavenly realms. Yeah. Focus your mind there. So, heart and mind, pressing in, and I'm just saying, you know, Lord, what's going on? You know, still some of this stuff, and and he he actually told me. He was showing me how I've, I've had a problem with fantasizing my entire life. Now, the first thing you may think is sexual ew, fantasy. That where sounds I'm, dirty. I know. Ew, where, 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 yeah, there's been some of that. 
But I've always been the kind of person that I'm rarely present mm. because I'm typically thinking about the future. Yeah. I, I've lived in a very discontented place for a long time. And so within the discontentment, my first inclination is to try and escape that place. And so it happens in my mind. I then use my imagination to fantasize about a different reality. But, and so then he, he showed me, you've had this issue with fantasizing. Yeah. So then I'm like, okay, but I've got all these ideas, God. Yeah. I've, we've got all these things that are going on and you know, we're talking about doing this business. Like I'm, I'm taking steps forward, but are you telling me that I'm fantasizing Hmm. about a business? Are you actually giving me strategy and vision for a business? And so then that's when I was like, all right, well, what's the difference between fantasizing and getting vision? And then I realized that there's a stepping stone between fantasy and vision and it's called dreaming. Yeah. So there's a difference between fantasizing and dreaming and then dreaming and, and getting vision. Yeah. And so do you want me to just run real quick through kind yeah, of that go breakdown? Because I've it. got it. I've got so, some cool notes here too. And I think we each kind of, we're getting, yeah, I, getting some I think stuff. this was one of those things where it's like one liner, one liner, boom, one liner. Yeah. <laughs> These were cool. Go yeah. for it. <clears throat> Excuse me. So yeah, the, again, this all ties into this idea of um, the spirit leading us and guiding us into all truth only speaking to us what he hears from the father and then also showing us things to come. So again, getting that vision. So there's that relationship, there's that communion, that connection to the father, and then there's the vision. So, um, yeah, I mean, just right off the bat, I think, uh, vision, vision comes from the father. So let's back up fantasy. So I talked about being discontent. So I think fantasy is born out of discontentment. Um, and so, the emotion that marks fantasy, I believe, is hopelessness mm. and unbelief. So there's language that surrounds fantasy. You're fantasizing about a future reality or a preferred reality or a future you. So I, I as the caterpillar, <laughs> have yeah. fantasized about a pure Jason with utter hopelessness that I would ever attain that. Yeah. So... There's unbelief, there's lack of faith in fantasy, and then some of the language surrounding it is, I'll never, Mm. and I used to say, man, I just don't think I'll ever get over this. I might just struggle with this my entire life. That's not victory language. That's defeatist language. That's unbelief. That's lack of faith. So there's language that surrounds it. Must be nice. So So then I think once you, once you introduce hope, to a fantasy, it actually becomes a dream. Yeah, it's good. And so you start dreaming about possibility. The driving factor is what if, Yeah, man, you start to consider possibility as, um, actually something that can be attained. There's no longer unbelief. There's no longer lack of faith. There's no longer, um, this defeatist attitude. You introduce hope and you start to dream, man, what if we started this business, man? What if, I really could be that person as the Lord leads me to be that person. Yeah. What if I really could be this new creation in Christ as he leads me and guides me? What if I really could get my family out of debt? That's dreaming. And you start to dream big, man. And so personally for our lives, it's like, you know, what if we could get out of debt? 
well, not only that, what if we started investing and then our money worked for us? Mm. And then what if we bought multiple rental properties and then started a rental company, you know, a yeah. house rental business and, yeah. and, and did, you know, real estate investments, that kind of stuff. So dreaming about our future. Now then what takes it from a dream into now a vision is strategy, mm. plan and action. It's good. So some of those emotions are like excitement, um, you, you're eager, um, you're, you're joyful because you're, you're taking steps forward, but then it can also be a dangerous place because as you're making progress, if you start to kind of not make as much progress, but you're still moving forward, but it's kind of slowing down, then you might start to feel unbelief again. And so it's kind of this crazy place, but the mark of vision for me is that you actually get strategy and a plan. And, and the key word in all of this that I've forgotten is clarity. Clarity. Yep. You begin to see very clearly the path that you will take in order to get to the place that you're going, that preferred future, so that, um, that desire for that new reality. So, so there good. it is, fantasy, yeah. dreaming, and vision. So there's a couple things. <clears throat> I feel like dreaming and fantasizing are like the two that lead to a vision. Fantasizing. So these are... These are some uh, some of those one liner phrase. This is like sure. us putting a sermon together and like yeah. looking oh, and sounding cool. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you got to have those. Did you one-liners. did you learn all this from studying the Bible, Darren? I or? did. Yes, and so I'm done okay. doing that. I'm just kidding. Yeah. No. <laughs> Peter had some good one liners, but anyway. So I I feel like hope is that platform that launches you into dreaming, right? And so yes. one one thing that I think as a dreamer, I know what it's like to have that when you're dreaming it like steamrolls and it gets more and you get more and yeah. you get more and you get more when you're fantasizing i feel like the steam comes out of that thing have you ever done that yeah. before you're yes. like you fantasize and then all of a sudden it peters out and you just stop you stop yeah. even thinking about it at some point right yeah it's because the hopelessness kills it yeah. like this will never happen yeah. so like yeah hopelessness like throws the water on the fire right right and so I had the, as you were talking about this in our conversation, I had the the words incite and invite came to my, came Mm. to my heart. And I feel like fantasy, what did I say? Insight, not insight. Entice, entice, not insight. Entice. Entice There you go. That makes more sense. Entice Entice and invite. invite. Yeah. Fantasy entices us out of the vision that God has and dreaming invites us into in. God's vision for it. Wow. That's and it was beautiful good, to me because it is, man, it, you feel like when you're dreaming with the Lord. So I'm going to go back to that chrysalis thing. When I'm in this chrysalis and I'm the, the spirits literally hovering over me and I'm dreaming with him, I yeah. go into this place of being invited into the vision that God has for me. Like, He's inviting mm. me into that place and I want to step. Yes, yes. I want to like accept the invitation to that. Yeah. But yeah. that f- when you start, when it starts to, when hopelessness creeps in, when an old mindset creeps in, when religion can creep in, workspace yeah. stuff creeps in. Yes. It happens. It becomes fantasizing and mm. all of a sudden you're being enticed out of that. Like you're almost like wow. being tricked right? Enticing yes. is like, yeah. it's, 
And so then the other thing was the difference between dreaming and fantasizing is the voice that you're listening to. Ooh. And I love that because who leads you into all truth? The spirit that's hovering spirit. over me is going to lead me, right? Yes. Lead me into yes. a place of vision. Lead me into a place of clarity. Lead me into this dream world with him. And the whole time the enemy is trying to entice me out of that. Yeah. And I yeah. love, I, for me, it was just a beautiful, and it, it helped me recognize because if I am, if I'm fan, if I catch myself fantasize, so l- let's go to the sexual part of that, right? Sure. Sexual fantasy, because we also talked about this, hope means that you actually can see yourself there, right? You, you believe yeah. that that's something that you can experience. Sexual fantasy a lot of times is a make-believe world that is never going to happen. If we can get like right. completely vulnerable with that, it's like yes. men fantasize over like supermodels, right? That they're never right. going to ever experience never, or have a relationship happen. with ever. And so yeah. it's that, I, I think this is good, healthy stuff for, for us to be able to understand how we can really take control of our thoughts and really take control of, and recognize what's going on, right? Recognize yeah. which voice are we being Which are we being enticed to? out of a vision, enticed yeah. out of the direction that God wants us to go, or are we being yeah. invited into a place? And I think that's a beautiful for me anyway. It was an awesome way to like, man, yeah. I can do this. So e- even if I'm being enticed out, I can take control of that and say, no, I'm called to dream right now, right? Yeah, yeah. And so do, do we actually have the authority to shift our fantasy into dreaming, you know, hmm. and to make mm-hmm. that dream what? a reality a reality and faith is what's going to do that <clears throat> yeah faith is what yeah. actually makes the dream a reality at some point yeah yes yeah i love that that he's inviting you into it and let me tell you that an invitation is so much more freeing oh that than you trying to force yourself mm. into a place yeah. so if the lord if so my works-based life was fantasizing about a future me that I could never attain and it was striving and it was exhausting. It was shame, guilt, all that kind of stuff. So when I went and asked the Lord, what do you want for me? And he says, I want purity for you. And I say, tell me how to get there. And he begins to tell me which, which steps to take. He's inviting me into purity based on his ways and not on my ways. Yeah. And so it goes from, here's where the Bible thing turns into like one way is read your Bible, read your Bible. If you want to get close to the Lord, read your Bible. If you want to grow, read your Bible, do these, you know, and you're just like, okay, I should. And then you start to feel guilty because you don't want really want to read your Bible, but you know that you should. And so then it becomes a work. That's all it is. is It becomes a work. What's different about my relationship with the Lord in scripture now is that as I'm engaging with the Lord and he's showing me things, speaking things to me, he will invite me to the scriptures to learn more about it. Mm. So he leads me to the script. He, his spirit leads me to the scriptures versus me leading me to the scriptures. Again, it's a sourcing thing, right? So there's that beautiful thing is that he invites me into that place to then go deeper into the scriptures. Um, it's like, I was talking about this earlier today that 
most Christians, when you talk about the Sabbath, you know, Sabbath rest. Yeah. Um, number one, we tend to tie it to the law. Well, it's, it's, it's a commandment, but the, Jesus fulfilled the law. And then now you look in Hebrews and he is our Sabbath rest. And so I don't need to observe the Sabbath. I just need to be in Christ, which yes, that is a good, that's a good way to think about it. Yeah. However, when you realize that man made or God made Sabbath for man and invites him to rest. Yeah. I mean, think good. about how tired you are on a daily basis. Yeah. I mean, the authority overall is saying, Hey, Darren, Man, why don't you just take a day? Yeah. I give you permission yeah. to take a day. I invite you into a place of rest. I invite you to take that yoke off of your shoulders. It's good. Man, that's freedom, bro. Yeah. That and, is freedom. And that's what I've explained is the season that I've stepped into is that permission to rest. Like I've been Permi- ah, I've been yes. saying that for months that like I was invited, okay? The Lord could have easily yanked me out and I've I feel like he he's done that in the past with ministries or churches or things that I shouldn't have been involved in. I, I experienced church hurt or I experienced bitterness or anger towards people or things because yeah. I just refused to let go. I refused to stop. So that's uh-huh. what happens, right? When the Lord wants you out, yeah. there's going to be, Yankee. it's like ripping a bandaid off if you don't do it the right way. Right. Yeah. So this time he actually invited me and I actually said, yes, like I actually said, no, to some good things too, right? Mm-hmm. To enter this place, to, to walk into the chrysalis, if you will, you know? Yeah. And like say, yeah. God, go ahead, melt melt away everything that I've melt ever known. Away. Melt yep. away everything that I've ever experienced in you. And like, let's start this dreaming of a new vision, a new thing. And I'm going to have beautiful, pretty wings just <laughs> like Jason. <laughs> Just like Jason. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, but honestly it does. So Paul talks a lot about this in, in Romans six, seven and eight. It's this whole law thing Yeah, is that we no longer live according to the written code or the law, which says you should, Yeah, but we le- we live now by the new way of the spirit that says, come, come. It's good. It's, it's just a different world. Yeah. So the Lord is leading you into this place and it's a new place of freedom and you don't feel bound to do the things that you did before to make you feel like you're living a good Christian life. Yeah. It it just it it's it's the difference between works of the flesh and and the law of the spirit. I mean, that's what it is, right? So that's yeah, good. the spirit is there hovering and it's looking at the chaos and the confusion and the K and the emptiness doesn't mean that the Lord's not, um, the Lord's not in it. I think sometimes, um, the emptiness can be that we filled it with something else and there's no substance. Right. Yes. And so the, the chaos is the place where the Lord brings his order. Or and so, all all the things that we used to hold on to are gone, and that's right. what we, that's what we believed was substance were those things. Yes, and so when they're yeah. gone, the spirit never left me. I've I've had him in my life, yeah, forever. You know what I mean? Like I've always been yeah. filled with the Holy Spirit. But when those other things are in there, when they're gone, you feel naked. You know, you feel empty. You mm-hmm. feel. That's why he says, "I'm never going to leave you or forsake you." Are there times that you feel alone? Yeah. 
doesn't mean he's yeah. not. It just means I don't recognize him, you know? Yeah. And so he's now, he had to remove distractions and remove knowledge and remove mm-hmm. activities yeah. so that he could re- reveal himself to me in this, this real yes. way to where he is now my substance, you know? Right. It just reminds me of this, this one scripture. Unless the Lord builds the house, yep. the laborers labor in vain. That's good. And so we've been doing a lot of laboring in vain and the Lord's saying, hey, let me build the house. So good. And if you've done a bad job of building a house, he's just going to bulldoze it and say, we got to start over. That's right. <laughs> and he's not afraid to do that either, right? Yeah. Let me, let me turn this into a mess so I can yeah. show you what it really needs it's to look so like. Good. And if you've ever heard, like sometimes it gets worse before it gets better. Yeah. It's like renovating a home. Yeah. You got to tear it up before you yeah. make it look good. It's a little dusty. And, yeah. And so I'm in a season where I'm just, I have to allow all of these things to die off. I can't bring in any of that stuff. Like I can't think that I know it all. Yeah. I can't think that I've discovered every true and proper doctrine or every truth or mm. every the- proper theological stance. I just, I, I just can't say that. And the reason I can't say that is because I can say that I haven't been sourcing solely from the Lord to lead me and guide me into all truth. That's good. I've been listening to other sermons, watching other videos. Yeah. I'm just allowing the Lord to do that in me. And to me, that's a beautiful thing because there's, there's a freedom there. Yeah. There is a freedom there. And, and man and religion is not going to like the way that it looks. Right. Caterpillars are like, why are you a butterfly now? Why am I not a butterfly now? Oh, Mm. you think you're so fancy flying around like you, you know, you were only in there for yeah a week. (laughs) So it's, it's a beautiful thing, man, to really let go and just let the Lord form you. Yeah. Like I am the chaos and the void that the Lord forms and fills like that nearly knocked me over in my chair. I like sat back and I had to like just gather my thoughts for a second. I was like, wait a second. What did he just say to me? Wow. You know, like what is this craziness? But it's just so, it's so wonderful. I mean, we, we are that that's been his heart from the very beginning. Yeah. He wants to fill you and give you purpose. And not a lot of people can walk to the face of the earth and say, Hey, I know my purpose. I know who I am. So good. This is awesome. Excellent. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I wanted this. it to be awesome. I, it was. It was. Okay, good. Thank you very much. I appreciate yeah. this. I appreciate the conversations we have. I appreciate... There's a lot of times when you have... You're a podcaster. You know what it's like. There's times... I've got I've got a friend of mine. I'm actually having him on next week that every time we talk on the phone, I wish I would have hit record, you know? Yeah. And... Yeah. There's times you try to like recreate that on a podcast episode and it's like, eh, yeah, it wasn't like this as one? good. It was better the first time. No, that's what I'm saying. I was fearful. <laughs> I was fearful. I was fearful that we'd be like trying to like, and what was that one thing you said? Read off these notes and like make it all yeah. like schoolhouse, you know, but this was, this was good. I feel like the Lord, uh, kept this going for us. There's so, still life on it. Yeah. That was as, good. As Ann McDonald said in your last yes. episode. Yes. Yes. She was good on it, bro. She was good. Huh? Super good. Yeah. I enjoyed that a lot. Jason, thank you, sir. I appreciate who you are. You've helped me out uh, tremendously for, with, with, good with, stuff. with podcasting, with manhood, with understanding my chrysalis. <laughs> understanding Embrace. what the what the heck this goo is that's so why this yeah. puddle's getting bigger around me. I didn't so, quite understand. So you it. know what's next, right? <laughs>
No, we have to that? start. In, we're we're gonna plant embrace the goo church. Oh, hey, together. There, let's do it. Embrace. So yeah, we're just embrace gonna embrace people aren't <clears throat> embrace the goo church. It's good. <laughs> Hashtag embrace. It's the goo. at least a podcast coming to you. Guys. Embrace the goo podcast yes. coming at you from. Here we go. That's yeah. good. It's Thanks, funny. bro. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. All right, we'll talk to you later. Thank you.